try it. No, it says it's there too. It's on. Oh, it's I'll on. Turn it off. I don't think it's on. Test one, two, yeah.
Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I'm Nick Prater, your announcer for the first Sunday in Lent. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is our lay minister, Bruce Sletton, and the organist is Mrs. Courtney Sletton. The acolytes are Sadie Bennett and Danica Dielanek. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. May God bless us as we worship together. Got yeah. All right, and so as you are taking your seats, just we have just one pre-service announcement uh, to announce, and that is to say that last week at our school was national. Lutheran Schools Week, and so last week the kids were supposed to be here to uh, sing and to ring, but unfortunately the weather did not allow that to happen, and so we are going to be doing it this week instead. So we are very pleased to have all of them here today uh, to share their talents with us and to enrich our worship service. On Friday we had our annual carnival, uh, which was over at the school. I'm very pleased to announce that it was the biggest one yet. We raised over $19,000 for our school. And so I was asked to, on behalf of Amanda, our principal, and our school board, and our school families, and our kids, and everybody who was involved in that, I wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all who came and played and had fun and ate and gave to our school. And so we wanted to say thank you very, very much for that. Uh, And why don't we then open our worship today with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today, this Lord's Day. Lord, for it is on this day, the reason that we gather is because you rose on the third day and you came back to life. Lord, we are baptized into your death and into your resurrection. And for that, Lord, we thank you. And now, Lord, we ask that as we worship you here, that you would give us a zeal this morning. Uh, Lord, truly, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Please stand. And so we begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart 
and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O oh, Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and just deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent them, and I in his mercy has given his son to die for you when for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be, I will be with him in trouble. With long life, I will satisfy him. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, no evil shall be allowed to befall you. For he will command his angels concerning you. On their hands they will bear you up. You will tread on the lion and the adder.
is now and will be forever. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will, will be with him in trouble. With long life, I will satisfy him. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O Lord God, you led your ancient people through the wilderness and brought them to the promised land. Guide the people of your church that following our Savior we may walk through the wilderness of this world toward the glory of the world to come. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. The Old Testament lesson comes from Deuteronomy chapter 26, beginning at the first verse. When you come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you for an inheritance and have taken possession of it and live in it, you shall take some of, of, of the first of all the fruit of the ground which you harvest from your land that the Lord your God is giving you. And you shall put it in a basket, and you shall go to the place that the Lord your God will choose to make his name to dwell there. And you shall go to the priest who was in the office at that time and say to him, I declare today to the Lord your God that I have come into the land that the Lord swore to our fathers to give us. Then the priest shall take the basket from your hand and set it down before the altar of the Lord your God. And you shall make response before the Lord your God, a wandering Aramean was my father, and he went down into Egypt and sojourned there, few in number. And there he became a nation, great, mighty, and populous. And the Egyptians treated us harshly and humiliated us and laid on us hard labor. And we cried to the Lord, the God of our fathers. And the Lord heard our voice and saw our affliction, our toil, and our oppression. And the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm with great deeds of terror, with signs and wonders. He brought us into this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And behold, now I bring the first of the fruit of the ground which you, O Lord, have given me. And you shall see it set down before the Lord your God and worship before the Lord your God. And you shall rejoice in all the good that the Lord your God has given to you and to your house, you and the Levite, and the sojourner who is among you. This is the word of our Lord. Oh, come, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame. Our special music today comes to us from the Sunshine Chimers and school choir.
Lord for the children's message, please. I'm going to pass that along. Good morning. Good morning. Anyone know what this is? A toolbox. toolbox? No. What? A tackle box. A fisherman among the group. This is the tackle box. And in here, anyone know what this is? What is it? What well, sticky things? Yeah. What is it? A fishing toy. No. Bait. Yeah, this is called a lure. And you can see it's kind of pretty. It's kind of a green chartreuse color. And uh, fishermen use this when they're fishing for big fish. The thing is with big fish, they like to eat little fish. And so when the big fish sees this lure, going through the water, he thinks he's going to get a meal. But if he's not careful, he's going to become the meal of the fisherman because of these hooks that are on the bottom. Yeah. And lures are used to tempt the fish, tempt the fish to bite on this lure for the fisherman. And there's different kinds of colors of lures. Look at this one. Isn't this one pretty? It's nice and red. It has even bigger hooks. And this will maybe tempt a different kind of fish into biting on the bait. And here's one. This shiny, looks like a minnow. It has a big hook up on front and a little hook in the back. And as it wiggles through the water, the fish might be tempted to bite on the bait, but he has to be careful, because if he's not careful, he'll get hooked. And so we're kind of like a fish as well. Uh, when we're tempted uh, to make some decisions that aren't good for us, and so you might find it interesting to know uh, that Jesus was tempted too uh, in his lifetime while he was here on earth. In fact, um, uh, we're going to hear in the Gospel lesson coming up soon uh, that Jesus, after his baptism, was led into the desert by the Holy Spirit where he was tempted by Satan. And Satan uh, wanted to trick Jesus. And so he asked Jesus three questions. The first question was, he said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. Because Jesus had been in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights and had not eaten anything. He was fasting, so he was feeling kind of weak. But Jesus had something special going for him. Even though Satan was trying to tempt him, he had a weapon. What else is in the tackle box? A Bible. A Bible. 
Jesus had God's word to rely on. So when Satan tempted him, turn these stones into bread, Jesus said, quote a scripture, he said, man does not live by bread alone. Well, Satan wasn't going to give up, just like using a different lure. He tried another question, and he said, if you are the son of God, he took him to a very high place and showed him uh, all the kingdoms and all their glory. He said, if you were, fall down and worship me. And Jesus wasn't going to fall for that either. And Jesus responds, you should worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And then Satan took him to another place, the top of the temple, and said, if you are the son of God, fall down, jump down, because scripture says God will send his angels to save you. And Jesus outsmarted him again, quoted scripture, and said, you shall not test the Lord your God. And so Satan left him. And so it is with us. We can follow Jesus' example when we're tempted at different times and use God's word, reach out to Jesus in prayer for help, and Jesus promises that he will come to our aid and make sure nothing bad happens to us. Pretty good lesson, isn't it? Let's, let's thank him for that. Would you pray with me? Here we go. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus, for being our guide and our protector, and especially our Savior. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Okay, go on back to your seats. The epistle reading for this morning comes from Romans chapter 10, beginning at the 8th verse. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is, the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the fourth chapter. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. For forty days being tempted by the devil, and he ate nothing during those days, and when they were ended he was hungry. 
The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. And the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, and said to him, To you I will give all this authority and their glory, for it has been delivered to me, and I give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered him, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. And he took him to Jerusalem, and set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, It is said, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. This is the gospel of our Lord. number 424 in the Lutheran service book, O Christ, You Walk the Road, number 424. Would you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. 
Today is the first Sunday in the Lenten season. Last week, of course, we had Ash Wednesday. And it was during Ash Wednesday that we did the traditional imposing of the ashes. Now, usually, people will hear one of two things upon the ashes being placed on their heads or sometimes on on their hands in the shape of a cross. They will either hear, from dust you came and to dust you shall return, referencing the Genesis text on which God pronounces the curse to Adam because of the fall. Or you will hear what you heard that night if you came to our Ash Wednesday service. You heard these words. Repent and believe the gospel. These are words from Jesus that we will find out in a little bit that come from the gospel of Mark. Jesus says, repent and believe in the gospel. Believe in the good news about me. But before we get there, I want to ask us a question. Have you ever made a promise to God? Have you ever said something to the effect of God, if you would just make this happen in my life, I promise that I will never do X again, or Y again, or Z again. And when you made that promise, just you don't have to raise your hand, I'm not looking to convict anybody yet. When you made that promise, were you able to keep it? And if you were able to keep that promise, how long were you able to keep it before you did what you said that you weren't going to do again? Let's try this one. Have you ever given up something for Lent? Perhaps some of you are giving up something now. It might be chocolate. I'm not, but... It might be chocolate, it might be something else. And if you have tried giving up something for Lent in the past, I ask you the same question. How did that go? How many of you started on Ash Wednesday and somehow the next day or the following days, it's like, "Ah, the chocolate looks pretty good. I think I'll have a, a piece. The problem is, is that we as sinful people, we can make all of the promises that we want, especially promises to God, even promises to ourselves to try to make ourselves better. But we simply don't have it in us to keep those promises. And so whatever that promise was that you made to God to either stop doing this or to start going to church every Sunday, whatever the case is, it's very, very difficult to keep those promises. And this has everything to do with that word repentance. Repentance is is kind of a tricky word. Growing up, I never really knew what the word meant, to be completely honest. I had heard it said many, many times. I grew up in the Missouri Synod Church. We say it often, but I had never really known exactly what that word repentance means and what it meant for me to repent, because where I always got hung up was, yes, I would would tell God that I amend, that I 
am making a commitment to amend my sinful life, and then the problem is, is that I just kept sinning. I kept messing up. I kept breaking every single commandment that God had given me. And I was left with what? So now what? And so, growing up, I heard these three definitions for what it meant to be repentant and what it means to repent. Number one, it meant a turning away from sin. That's not entirely wrong. Turning away from whatever particular sin that you are having a difficult time with or just sin in general. Sure, yes, good. The second one that I heard was to feel sorry for sin. Yes, that's, that's also true. And the third one that I heard was to turn away from the evil in your life and turn to that which is good. All of those things are true. The problem is I wasn't able to do it every day. And I wasn't able to do it from that time that I promised God that I would never do X, Y, or Z again, or I promised God that, that I, would, I would stop sinning to the best of my ability. And yet it, I continued to sin. And so what did it mean? What does it mean to be repentant? Well, to find the answer, let's start at Jesus' own words in Mark chapter 1, verse 15. As we said, Jesus says to the people that are gathered there to hear him, repent and believe in the gospel. And so what do you do? Well, you go to the original language, and in the Greek I found that that word repent means to be converted. So literally, Jesus is saying be converted and believe the gospel. Paul says it too. Transform your minds from what they used to be. Be renewed by the transforming of your minds. Transform them from what they used to be into what God has made you, which is a new creation in Him. So, be converted and believe in the gospel. But, there is still more to the story. In Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 17, and if you want to open to this in your pew Bible, you are welcome to. Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 17. This is when Jesus is baptized by John. And what is fascinating about this particular gospel, how Matthew records this event, is that John is really, really confused. Jesus comes to him after John has been preaching a baptism of repentance for sin, and yet Jesus comes to him, and why? He has no reason to repent. Jesus is perfect. He is the Son of God. He is the Messiah. And so, unfortunately, what has happened is, is that there have been some uh, who have taken this text and interpreted it in a way that is completely not according to how the rest of Scripture talks. You see, how they have interpreted this text is, is that, well, because Jesus was baptized as an adult, well, then that means that everybody should only be baptized as an adult. But, of course, we know from the rest of Scripture that that is simply not true. 
And so the question remains that if it's not because, if Jesus is not baptized to show us how we should be baptized, then what does he get baptized for? And again, I go back to when John is confused, and this is what it says. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. Oftentimes, other pastors will say things a lot better than I can, and on this text in particular, it was funny because I was telling the adult Baba class about this this morning, and I, I read this from Pastor Jonathan Fisk, and as soon as I, as, I, as I heard it, I knew that I wouldn't remember it in its entirety, so I typed it down as fast as I could, and I posted it on my desktop, and there it is today, and, it, and as I was going through this text, I was like, I can use that now. So here we go. This is what Pastor, Fix, uh, sorry, Pastor Fisk says about this text. He says, notice that in John, I'm sorry, notice that in verse 14, John is confused, right? Jesus doesn't need to repent. But as Jesus says, or said, it is necessary to fulfill all righteousness. It is necessary that I be baptized in order to fulfill all righteousness. That is why he comes to be baptized, which is to say this. I'm repenting for everyone else. Because after I repent, I won't fall back. I won't fall into sin. Instead, I will take them with me through the grave and into eternal life. Because it is necessary for Jesus to fulfill all righteousness. And so this comes to the theme and the entire reason why the church has the Lenten season. It was actually the church's theme during Reformation last year. If you remember, I think the banner is still over at, at, at school. It says it's still all about Jesus. And that's what Lent is about as well. You see, you and I cannot make a promise to God that we can keep. You and I cannot sacrifice enough things during Lent, not, not a bad practice, but you and I cannot sacrifice enough things during Lent to make ourselves better in the sight of God. To make ourselves better people. Because after a little time, and sometimes that time is shorter than other times, we always fall back into sin. Maybe it's not that particular sin, and maybe we, we have uh, uh, defeated whatever that particular sin is. But we always fall back into sin in general. Luther said that we are a walking paradox. We are saint and sinner, both simultaneously at the same time, every day, all of the time. 
And so I go back to Jesus' words in Mark and the words that, that you heard as you had the ashes put on your forehead. Repent and believe the gospel. In many ways, it wasn't fair to say that because you can't do it. I can't do it. I do not have it in me to repent perfectly. We are called to repent. Jesus says repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, as as we just said. Repent and believe in the gospel. And the one thing, the, the thing that Jesus tells us that we have to do, we can't even do that right. And that's why Jesus was baptized. Because it was necessary to fulfill all righteousness. Instead, we need the one who did repent right. We need the one who calls us to be converted. And by His Spirit, we are. Remember, it is here, through the water and the Word, that we are baptized into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Paul says in Romans 6, we are baptized into His death, thereby being baptized into His resurrection. And what else does he say? Because now you are a new creation. Why? Because of the gospel. And so we're going to go through and so we're going to go through these 40 days of Lent. And we are going to be preparing ourselves in heart, mind and soul and walking this road with Jesus. But the road doesn't end on Good Friday, does it? The road ends on Easter Sunday. And it ends on Easter Sunday because we need the one whose supper that we go to. The supper that has been prepared for us so that we might receive the fruits of Jesus' repentance. And so what does it mean to repent and believe the gospel? It simply means this. To know and to hear and to believe and to have faith in the fact that Jesus has done it all for you. That it truly is still all about Jesus. No matter what season of the church year that we are in, it is always about Christ. And it is always about Jesus. It is always about His cross. It is always about His resurrection. Because He has done everything for you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Nicene Creed. The Nicene Creed is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, Begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, 
and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again. time we have the privilege of hearing the Trinity Choir.
Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this day and the opportunity to worship you in this place. As we continue our journey into this Lenten season, lead this congregation of yours in ways that are pleasing in your sight. Help us find the time to reflect on our need for penitence, to be in your word, to be mindful of your promise of providing all that we need. Lord, in your mercy, we pray for the sick, those who struggle with emotional or spiritual issues, those who are hospitalized, those who will be undergoing surgery, those on the road to recovery. We lift up on our health list Melba, Landreth, Janice, Carol, Oren, Ethel, Joan, Addison, Steve, Becky, Wayne, Bob, Mark, Lorne, Gary, Bob, Emma, Brenda, Rosemarie, Arlene, Bob, John, Marianne, Debbie, Eldred, Mary, Fred, Lisa, Ramona, Maxine, Jen, Catherine, Jessica, Bonnie, and Deborah. All those, as well as those we now name in our hearts. Heavenly Father, you are the great healer. Be with those who are currently dealing with these conditions, 
or issues, and if it be your will, heal them completely and give them a sense of your presence during these difficult times as they reach out to you for comfort. We pray for all those celebrating birthdays. We left up today Alice Hellenkamp, who is celebrating 86 years on this birthday come March 12th. Heavenly Father, you continue to bless Alice in a special way as she celebrates her birthday. You continue to be with her, guide her, protect her, and keep her healthy. Bless her time with her family as she celebrates. Lord, in your mercy. For those celebrating anniversaries, we lift up Ed and Tracy Ray, who are celebrating 30 years of marriage on March the 10th. Lord, you instituted marriage as a holy sacrament, a holy thing to do. You were with the people at the wedding in Cana. And Lord, we'd ask that you would be with Ed and Tracy and all those celebrating anniversaries coming up soon. And use Ed and Tracy as an example of what Christian marriage should be. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for our leaders who hold positions of service nationally in our state and in our local communities, as well as the leaders of our own Lutheran Synod. Father, these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as part of their commitment to serve. Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom to govern in a way that glorifies your name. Keep them mindful of those who cannot speak for themselves, especially the unborn. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all the brave men and women who serve in the military, especially those who serve in the most dangerous places. We lift up to you in prayer, David Hessman, who is deployed overseas, as well as his wife, Melissa, and the children. We think of all first responders, police, fire, and emergency personnel. Father, we pray that you will send your heavenly angel to watch over them, to protect them against all harm, strengthen and encourage them so they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your mercy. We offer up a prayer of protection. Father, we ask that you protect us against the evil one and his treacherous ways, while Satan and his minions desire to confuse us, to disrupt our relationship with you, with those we love, Keep us strong with thy word and the sacrament which we are about to receive. Lord, in your mercy. We offer up a special prayer of thanksgiving. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus, for your presence at our school carnival Friday night. What a treat to see so many people joining together for fun and fellowship as we honor you through our school. We ask that you continue to bless the students in their studies and sports activities for the remainder of this school year. Bless the teachers and staff and parents who have a common purpose of providing a faith-based education that will enable these children to be examples to the world of what it means to live a life dedicated to you, Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts.
Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we might be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communing, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your, is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament, and under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith in life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
The first of our distribution hymns today comes to us from the Lutheran Service Book, number 727, On Eagle's Wings.
Our next distribution hymn is number 427 in the Lutheran Service Book, In the Cross of Christ I Glory, number 427.
Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. We give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us to this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Closing him is verses 4 through 6 of number 571 in the Lutheran service book. Number 571, verses 4 through 6. service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Christ Chapel, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m.
If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on FriestapRadio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Once again, a very special word of welcome to all of our guests and visitors today. Thank you very much for coming today and for... Uh, uh, being a part of our worship service here today. Thanks again to all of the school children as well as their teachers and their parents for bringing them today so that they might be able to sing uh, and to enhance our worship to the Lord here this morning. I only have one announcement uh, for the close of our service just to remind that this Wednesday we are continuing our Lenten services Uh, The Lenten series is based on the book of Exodus and uh, written by Dr. Reed Lessing from the seminary, and it is uh, just a very, very insightful and wonderful series to be able to go through. Those are Wednesday nights during this Lent at 7 p.m. Kids, as always, you are allowed to wear your PJs to church on Wednesday night, so if you want to wear your PJs to church, you can do that. Uh, That's all of the announcements that we have. I pray that you all have a very, very blessed week. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. There is an announcement. Please, Bob. Okay, so Friends of Christ meets this coming Saturday at the Trochies house at what, at what time again? At 6 o'clock, and the main course is being provided, but please bring sides and desserts, right? Okay, great. Okay, uh, so that is this coming Saturday. If you're not sure where the Trokies live, uh, Phil, raise your hand. He's back there. You can ask them, or you can ask the Senators uh, as well. And that is, I think that is now all of the announcements that we have. So I pray that you all have a very blessed week. Mm-hmm.